Hello cats! Welcome back to another episode of Chat About That. I'm your host Bella, and in today's episode, I'm going to be chatting about some fun facts about me. Before I chat about that, I wanted to give you guys a few updates. So I've been looking at the analytics for the podcast, and I actually have listeners from all over the world. So I wanted to read out where my listeners are coming from. So we have the United States, Ireland, the United Kingdom, Germany, the Philippines, Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia, Canada, Brazil, the Czech Republic, Denmark, Russia, Sweden, and Bolivia. So that's really awesome that I have so many listeners from different countries, and I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who is listening so far. I also wanted to let you know that the cops who killed Breonna Taylor have still not been arrested, and if you would like more information about Breonna Taylor, you can check out the link in my description. So that was all the updates for now, and let's get into the main part of the episode. The first fun fact I wanted to share is that I am a serious Funko Pop collector. I just counted all the pops that I have, and I currently have 33 pops. And I know that's quite a lot. I do know that there are a ton of other people out there who have way more than me. Some people have hundreds, some people have entire rooms just filled with shelves that display all of their Funko Pops. And I'm also not somebody who keeps them in the boxes. I know that a lot of people will get the Funko Pops and they'll display them in their boxes and will never take them out. And I understand that that adds to the value of them if they've never been taken out of the box, but I like to display them outside of the box. And I have actually kept all of the boxes from my Funko Pops because if I ever did want to sell one of them or, you know, display them in their boxes, I could do that. Also, it's very important to check your box before you throw it out because some of them actually come with stands. And I know some people who have thrown away the boxes and the stand is, you know, inserted into the plastic in the box and you want to make sure that you completely check the box and check the bottom of your Funko Pop like on the feet to make sure that you're not throwing away the stands because I know some people who have thrown away the stands and their pops keep falling down. So always check your Funko Pop's feet and the bottom of the box. When I do get a house, you know, and I'm only 26 years old and I'm not planning on getting a house anytime soon, but when I do get a house, I actually want to get built-in shelves into the walls and display all my pops in their boxes and, you know, make it kind of look like a store and just have them really displayed really nicely. Because right now they're all just displayed on my shelf and, um, you know, they're kind of categorized, but they're not super displayed very nicely (laughs) um they could definitely be displayed a little bit nicer and I am getting another one and I'm not sure where I'm gonna put it um so that'll be my 33rd one um I'm counting that one in in the list but once I get that one I'm not sure where I'm gonna put it so definitely needs more room now the first Funko Pop that I got was back in 2012 when I was a freshman in college very long time ago (laughs) and I was obsessed with Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead I I still like The Walking Dead I'm not as obsessed with it as I used to be but I was so obsessed with Daryl and so obsessed with The Walking Dead and that's like all I would talk about my friends would like call him my boyfriend and all that stuff (laughs) so my two friends Katie and Marie they surprised me one day with this Daryl Dixon pop and they were like oh we just went to the mall and we went to Hot Topic and we saw this pop and we thought you would love it because it's Daryl and just a super super nice gesture from them and I had heard about Funko Pops before but I didn't have any and I didn't really know a whole lot about them so I thought it was so cute 
and I looked online to see what other ones they had. And this was probably right around the time they were released because the Daryl Pop, I don't have the box with me, but the Daryl Pop, the number on it is very, very low. And if you know anything about Funko Pops, they're all numbered kind of based on release date. The newer Funko Pops have higher numbers and the older ones have like lower numbers. And then sometimes depending on, you know, if it's a collection of them, like I know Harry Potter, they'd have different waves and I'll talk about that a little later, but uh, the earlier waves are lower numbers and then the later waves are higher numbers. So it's all a system. So it's a very, um, very old, very original Funko Pop that I have. So I did more research on the Pops and I decided that I needed more. So I looked up all the ones that they had and I decided that year for Christmas I wanted a couple more and I've just been collecting them ever since. So I would say that the majority of the Funko Pops that I have have been gifts. There's a quite a few that I've purchased, but most of them have been gifts from other people. So talking about the waves. So Funko Pops, they'll come out with different collections. So let's say Harry Potter, for example. So the original Harry Potter collection, you know, had a certain amount of characters. You know, they had Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and a couple other ones. So that was like the first wave. And then the second wave was, you know, more characters. And then they have a wave that's just the Yule Ball outfits and characters from the fourth movie. So Waves are, you know, different like uh, series or collections that they have. Mostly those are with different, you know, pop culture um, fandoms and things like that, like Marvel. And, you know, when, when they have a new movie come out, they'll have the Infinity War wave or they'll have the Captain America Civil War wave and things like that. So if you're a really avid collector like I am, it's important to, you know, keep up with when they're coming out. And they actually do have a Funko Pop app where you can add all the pops that you have and keep track of those. And then you can add ones that you want to get, ones on your wish list, and you can share them. I actually follow them on Twitter and Instagram, and I do receive their marketing emails as well because I like to know what what other um, pops and characters are coming out. And oftentimes, they'll have special edition collections. So um, I'm not sure if it was last year or the year before, um, was the 25th anniversary of The Nightmare Before Christmas. And I got this really cool, it's called the Funko Pop movie scene or movie moment. And it's Jack and Sally on the hill. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. They're on the hill and it's just so cute because I really wanted a Jack and Sally pop. And that's one of my favorite moments in the film. So it's cool to have this like movie scene as a Funko Pop. I also have Zero, which is the little ghost dog from Nightmare. And I have him right next to the hill and he's sitting, um, you know, basically where he was sitting in the movie. So I have them displayed together and that's really cute. They have a lot of different movie moments. They have a bunch of Star Wars ones, Marvel ones, ones from comic books, from lots of different movies. And they're really cool. Those ones are a little bit more expensive. They run from about, I'd say 20 to $30. And I'd say that the prices of Funko Pops, if you don't know, they range from about $8.99 to $12 or $13.99 for a single pop. And then special edition ones, you know, they can be, you know, $15 to $20. So I don't think that they're relatively expensive and they're just a really fun thing to collect. I mean, people collect all kinds of things and I think it's a pretty affordable hobby. I also think that they're you know, really conversation pieces because when I've had parties at my apartment, um, my shelf is right next to my kitchen. So people coming in, in and out, getting drinks, getting food, 
they're seeing all the pops and people oftentimes ask me a lot about these pops and it's really just a conversation piece and I think it's really fun. I'm not gonna list every single Funko Pop that I have, but I'd say that my favorite Funko Pops are the Nightmare Before Christmas movie scene that I mentioned, my Jeff Goldblum Pop, which I call the sexy Jeff Goldblum Pop. It's basically him from Jurassic Park where he's lying down on the on the medical table and he's shirtless and his leg is like cut. If you've seen Jurassic Park, you know, you just, you just know what I'm talking about. It's known as the sexy Jeff Goldblum pop. <laughs> That's probably one of my favorites. Um, I also have the new Harley Quinn pop from the Birds of Prey film where she's wearing that funky jacket. I love that pop. It's super cute. I have Princess Leia on her speed bike when she's in the forest of Endor. I love that. I love that pop. And the newest Funko pop I have, which is probably going to be one of my favorites, is Baby Yoda. My boyfriend got it for me and it's so cute. I cannot wait for him to drop it off. I'm very excited about that. So that was the first fun fact about me, Funko Pops. Um, I'd love to do an entire episode about the history of Funko Pops and go into a lot more detail about it, but that's all I'm going to be talking about for this episode. Let's move on to fact number two. The second fun fact about me is that Halloween is my favorite holiday and Halloween and all of the, you know, spookiness and macabre and all of that is really just my one of my favorite things and kind of my aesthetic (laughs) um I don't really know when this Halloween obsession started because like I mentioned back in my favorite movies episode I wasn't really a fan of horror and scary things when I was a child but I always really enjoyed Halloween. I loved dressing up. I loved the different costumes and ever since I can remember when I was a kid. I came up with different Halloween costumes probably from like February till October and I had so many different ideas throughout the year. I'd go up to my mom and be like this year I want to be a mermaid and I would like talk about how I was going to be a mermaid. And then like a month later, I'd be like, I want to be a pirate. And this would go on all year, all the way up until I was probably in college. (laughs) I just love dressing up and I love, you know, it just, it's morphed from when I was a kid from dressing up and coming up with ideas for costumes to it just kind of being this way of life for me. I have a lot of different sort of like spooky things in my apartment. I have this whole shelf. If you've been to my apartment, you know me, Um, (laughs) you know that I have my spooky shelf, which has like a skull and a headless baby. The headless baby was from my Wednesday Addams costume. I don't just randomly have headless baby dolls. Headless baby doll, I should, I should um, specify. Headless baby doll. And a lot of people think it's very creepy, but it was a, it was a costume prop. And I actually won the costume contest that year as Wednesday Addams. And I have like a little dragon popping out of an egg and, you know, scary little weird things like that in my apartment. I also have like a little um, fake succulent um, on one of my shelves and it's a skull holder. It's actually like a candle holder, but I use it for my for my fake succulent. And Halloween's just been one of those things that I've always really enjoyed. And as I've gotten older, I've been watching a lot more scary movies. And now that I have my own apartment, I can just decorate it as much as I want. And I just spookiness and Halloween it's just something that is it's so fun and I think that you know with a lot of different holidays there's there's different like different vibes around it you know Christmas it's this happy family vibe and you know we want to be cozy and we want to be with our family but with Halloween it's a time to dress up and become somebody else and 
I'm a really creative person. So dressing up and coming up with different costumes is always something that I love. And, you know, now that I'm a lot more into makeup, it's a really fun opportunity for me to do different looks and, you know, try out different things. And I love just going to Halloween parties and wearing different costumes. I was invited to like five Halloween parties last year and I think I was only able to go to two of them. But it's just so much fun. I love you know, going to stores around Halloween time, even before, um, actually Target just announced that it has this whole Halloween line. And I was looking at it and there's a lot of really cool stuff that I probably should pick up. <laughs> but I just, I love the decorations. I love the vibe. I, it's really just this fun creative time. And when I get a house, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to have like a Funko Pop section, but also I want to have the basement of my house be completely Halloween themed like black, orange, spooky decorations up, like everything is going to be Halloween themed. Like I just think that would be so cool that you could just be surrounded by Halloween all the time. And then if I had the Halloween parties, it you know, I wouldn't have to redecorate. I think that would be super fun. And I already have quite a good start on <laughs> decorations already. So some of the favorite Halloween costumes that I've ever done was Wednesday Adams, like I mentioned, I won the costume contest. Um, last year, my family went as Area 51 uh, people or conspiracy theorists or whatever. And I was dressed up as like an alien girl. And then my sister was dressed up like super weird. And she had like a sign that said like aliens have rights too. And my whole family, we dressed up and we had like weird signs and stuff. And it was like Area 51 Raiders. And we won the group contest which was super fun. One year I dressed up like Officer Mendez from Orange is New Black. He was on like the first couple seasons. Um, I dressed up like him. I had like an NYPD t-shirt. I had the mustache. I had the glasses. Super fun. I like to do more like funny costumes. I'm never like, I'm never really interested in doing like sexy costumes or like super cutesy things like I, I like to do like the on the funny side because you can do Halloween in different ways but I'm always like I always like the like the funny costumes I have been Harley Quinn a couple of times I've been Princess Leia before I've been Princess Jasmine when I was a little kid my mom made like a yarn braid to like put in my hair there's like really adorable picture of me when I was a kid dressed up like her um, I've just, I've been so many different things and dressing up is just one of my favorite things. Even in high school, um, you know, spirit week was my absolute favorite thing ever because every single day there was like a different theme and a different dress up. And it was, it was kind of like a week long Halloween celebration. So dressing up has always been something that I love to do. So Halloween, definitely my favorite thing. I'm really hoping that we can actually celebrate Halloween this year because, you know, COVID, I don't see it going away anytime soon. But I'm just really hoping that we can actually have some sort of Halloween celebration or, you know, if we can't go out, I'm thinking, you know, maybe my friends can all like social distance for like a whole month straight and then we can all get together, you know, not a whole bunch of people, maybe like definitely less than 10 people, but we can get together and have like a Halloween social distancing party because I definitely need to dress up because my boyfriend and I, um, we want to do uh, Bellatrix and Voldemort because that's just our aesthetic and <laughs> we we have this planned we really want to do that this year so I am just praying that we can have Halloween this year so yes that is the second fun fact about me 
Let's move on to fact number three. Fact number three is that I have seen Taylor Swift in concert six times. Like I mentioned in the last episode, I am a huge Taylor Swift fan, so seeing her in concert is very important to me. I have seen her ever since she opened up for Rascal Flatts back in, oh my god, what year was that? 2008, I think? Wow, that was a that's a very long time ago. Um, so I saw her when she opened for Rascal Flats, and then I saw her Fearless Tour, Speak Now Tour, Red Tour, 1989 Tour, and Reputation Tour. And let me tell you, every single time that I went, you know, it started off with going with my family and some family friends, and then the next time it would be my mom, my sister, and I, and like a couple other friends, and then it would be me and my mom, my sister, and then it just kind of evolved to me going to the concerts with my mom. And my mom and I have both seen her six times in concert, every single tour, and it's just become this tradition that we've always done. And I could do an entire episode, entire just podcast not even just an episode, but like a podcast about Taylor Swift and what she means to me because she's just been really just a constant role model in my life. And, you know, I've used her music for performances. I've, you know, used them for ways to cope with different things in my life. You know, her songs have really marked different moments and different, you know, transitions in my life. You know, every album's come out when I was a different age and at a different moment in my life. And her music has really transcended over time and really, you know, evolved with not only her, but with me as well. And every time I've been to her concert, she just gets better and better. I know people have different opinions about her and obviously I'm one of her biggest fans. <laughs> she is such a good performer and she's gotten so much better over the years. And her concerts, you know, when she was younger, her Fearless and her Speak Now tours, um, and even kind of her Red tour, you know, they had these sets and, they, you know, each song was kind of like a different, you know, theme and she had different costumes and all of this. And it's evolved to her, you know, just having really cool technology. And, you know, she uses the Jumbotrons and has just cool effects on the Jumbotrons and really elaborate, you know, set pieces, but not necessarily like, entire sets like she used to have and she really utilizes her background singers and her band and the whole stage like she's not just standing up there singing in one spot you know you really get to see her and she she uses you know the catwalk that extends out of the stage really well um you know sometimes she'll have the catwalk kind of in like a, a y shape so it goes out to both sides of the audience and then she always has you know a b stage which if you've never been to concerts if you don't know what that means so basically like a, a stage that's not connected to the main stage and during her uh i believe it was the speak now tour the b stage was in the back of the auditorium or the stadium and you know it was a circle platform and she sat on that and I can't remember if it's spun around or not. I, I could be getting confused with something else. I've been to a lot of concerts. I could do an entire episode just on the concerts I've been to. But um, she sat there and, you know, it was a really great opportunity for people in the back to be able to see her. And even on her Fearless tour, which was the first tour, she came out to the back of the audience and I was at a, um, a lawn venue. So she came out in the back of the lawn and she walked through the lawn and like th down, down the stairs and then back up to the main stage. So she's always really thought about everybody in the audience being able to see her which I think is very important you know sometimes you go to concerts and the people are just up on the stage and 
and they don't really interact with the whole audience. It's really, you know, just them up on the stage. But she does such a great job of really making sure that everybody can see her and everybody has, you know, a great view of her. She was supposed to be touring right now, but because of COVID, she actually ended up canceling her entire um, lover tour. She wasn't really doing a tour. She was doing um, a couple of different um, venues throughout the U.S. And, and outside of the U.S., and she canceled all of it because of COVID. And I actually wasn't able to get tickets to it this time because the closest one was in Massachusetts, so it really wasn't going to be easy for me to get to. But she ended up canceling all of those because of COVID. You know, I'm hoping that when COVID's over and we can finally go out that she'll have some more shows or that maybe I'll be able to go to it because... I know it might seem spoiled that I've seen her so many times, but but she is my favorite artist. And, you know, I look up to her so much. And if you are a music lover like me, going to a concert and seeing your favorite artist in person is very important. And I've seen, like I mentioned, so many concerts and I've seen so many people that I love and I admire and I've enjoyed every single performance that I've seen. So huge Taylor Swift fan, love her to death. I have so much merch from her. I play guitar and I sing her songs all the time. And I'm just very excited to get to see her again and get to experience it. And it's just such a special thing to get to see your favorite artist live. And I'm very lucky that I've seen her so many times. And I really hope that I'll get to see her again. So that's all I have to say about Taylor for now. Let's get on to the last fun fact. The last fun fact is that I only use cruelty-free products. And if you don't know what cruelty-free means, cruelty-free means that the products were not tested on animals. And this is very important to me. And I started doing this a couple of years ago when I got more interested in makeup. I've always worn makeup, you know, ever since I was in, I guess, middle school, I started wearing makeup. But after college, I stumbled upon, you know, beauty videos and beauty gurus on YouTube. And I really wanted to update some of my makeup, like my concealer and mascara and things like that. And so I started watching more videos about, you know, what was new and, you know, what were good products because I was using the same stuff and I really just wanted to get rid of it. So I started watching beauty gurus and I'd say about a couple months into this, you know, newfound love for makeup, I discovered cruelty-free products. And I thought, wow, this is really important. And if I can, you know, change one aspect of my life to be more sustainable and to be more, you know, animal friendly, why not? And there are a lot of brands out there that are not cruelty-free and unfortunately a couple of years ago about 10 years ago cruelty-free products were harder to get and nowadays there are so many brands that are cruelty-free and a lot of brands have made switches to being cruelty-free which is very very important so I started getting really into makeup and decided you know I was gonna make this change and only use cruelty-free products and in case you don't know and in case you didn't know beagles are actually very used in animal testing because they are very docile they just sit there and sleep my sister has a beagle so i know what i'm talking about (laughs) um you know they they sleep a lot they're very submissive at least the beagles that i've i've come in contact with are very submissive and you know unfortunately it's sad to say this but they're good candidates i don't really know if that's the proper word um for animal testing which they should never be used for animal testing but they are widely used and my sister has a beagle and so once i was starting to learn more about cruelty free and you know the types of animals that are being used 
I found out that beagles are really widely used and I told my sister and I said hey you know you have a beagle and you know you're getting more into makeup and I think it would be really beneficial for you and mom to become cruelty free so once I told them that they were super you know disturbed by that and they decided to make the switch as well I think it's very important to not only use sustainable products but use products that are cruelty free it's much easier to get these products nowadays now with makeup there are a lot of drugstore or affordable brands that are cruelty free so you don't have to spend a ton of money to get these products they're very much more accessible at least nowadays one of my favorite brands is elf and they're so affordable their products are very very good quality but for such a good price and they're cruelty free they make makeup skincare all types of different things and i love them i think they're one of the best brands out there not only just afford for affordability but for cruelty free you can also spend a lot of money on products too i'm not going to go into the makeup universe um because i do want to do a podcast on that but makeup can be very expensive and there are a lot of high-end expensive brands that are cruelty free and those products are great some of the higher end brands that i love is fenty beauty which is actually created by rihanna and her products are cruelty free they're amazing i loved every product that i've used by her um i love urban decay i love tarte um i I could go on a huge list but those are some of my like higher end brands that i really like um also with cleaning products and you know, body care and skincare, there are a lot of brands out there. Now, I would say that within um, bath care and cleaning products, those can tend to be more expensive than non-cruelty-free products just because cruelty-free products are not as widely um, shipped out because some countries... If you want to be truly cruelty-free, you can't ship to certain countries. And some of these products are just a little bit more expensive, but I wouldn't say like you know, you're paying $20 for a bottle of cleaning product. It's just, you know, versus, you know, an average brand, you might pay like $5. And then for a cruelty-free cleaning product, you might pay like 7 or $8. So it's not a very high increase in price, but it is a little bit more expensive, at least what I've noticed. But they are very widely available. Um, Target actually sells a lot of cruelty-free cleaning products, which I've used and I really like them. They also sell a lot of um, cruelty-free skincare and I use cruelty-free skincare. I use Pacifica. It's one of my favorites. There are some other brands that I've just discovered that are cruelty-free. So I've, I've really been making the switch. There's a couple things um, that I need to switch over to cruelty-free and then I will be completely cruelty-free with everything. It's just, you know, some things I've, you know, purchased in big bulks and, you know, you know, I have to use those up. I'm not going to throw those out. And a resource that I use, which I will actually link in my show description, is Logical Harmony. So Logical Harmony is run by a woman named Tashina Combs and she has an entire website dedicated to products that are cruelty-free and helping consumers know what is cruelty-free and what is not. And I've been using her since the beginning and I just think it's such a great resource. I use it like three times today already um, to check some of the products that I had and it's such a great resource. And if you're somebody that really wants to switch over to not just cruelty-free, but vegan and sustainable products, she is a really great resource. So I hope that anybody who's listening to this who uses makeup or, you know, has a lot of skincare routines or anything like that, um, will think about switching over to cruelty-free and sustainable products. 
Another thing that I want to mention is Lush. So Lush, you know, you know them from the mall, the crazy store that, you know, smells like soap when you go in. (laughs) Um, Their products are all cruelty-free, vegan, amazing products, and they recently switched to no plastic. So, you know, you can get shampoo bars and soap and, you know, conditioner bars, and it has no plastic, which is amazing for the environment. So I think, especially nowadays, it's very important to be environmentally friendly. And going cruelty-free and using you know, sustainable products is very important. So I hope that you guys will um, take a look at that and hopefully make a change. That's all I have for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about me and enjoyed these fun facts. Please check out the episode description for links to Justice for Breonna Taylor and Justice for George Floyd, as well as the Logical Harmony website. Like always, please stay safe, stay classy, and I will chat again with you soon. Goodbye.